1: What is up, folks? It's so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is, uh, I'm going to get this right. It is Tuesday. This is your Tuesday episode. Uh, how's everybody doing? Is everybody good? This is uh, my last night in Clearwater, Florida, the uh, uh, Florida. I, I really have. I, you know what, guys? It's, it's, it's very interesting. We're in this beach area and there's all those little beach shops with all the t-shirts and you you see this at any beach area and it's like you know they have the live laugh love t-shirts and it's like it's wine o'clock and then as you go further back into the t-shirt stores it always gets way more intense like it's like all the trump shirts are like trump 2024 and then it'll be like uh what was the one i took a I took a photo of it to share with you guys. Um, but I'm like, the Florida beach industry loves these Trump shirts. They're everywhere in the back. Oh, here's the shirt. Well, one is Trump as Terminator and it says, I'll be back. Clever. And then one says, more jobs and has Trump's face. And then it has Obama's face and it says, no jobs. And then it has Bill Clinton's face and then it has blow jobs. So. Oh, gosh, I forgot to give a family warning. I know families listen to this together. And by the way, these are kept right to the mugs, right next to the mugs. And I took a picture of this as well. The The mugs that say, life is better with the American flag. And then underneath it says, at the beach. So you have extremely political shirts. And then you have like these m- mugs saying, life is better at the beach. And there's an American flag. Like, life is better at the beach. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you... Maybe put a picture of a beach. Life is better at the beach. Like, if you're going to do the American flag, wouldn't it be life is better in America? Like, I just, I don't know. Beach gift shops, they confound me. because. And then you have, like, like t-shirts of, like, Drake and, like, the screen print. And then there's, like, this whole other layer of shirts that, like, this is very sad. But sometimes it's, like, also, I can't imagine that they would, like, love this, like, they had a shirt of, like, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and then um, the amazing actor who played uh, Black Panther and um, a a couple of other uh, famous people that had died. And they're, like, all on the basketball court for some reason? Like, I I just... It was so... Like, I sat there for, like... I stood there for, like, ten minutes just staring, wondering how that, like... Chadwick Boseman does not, I just can't imagine. He's like, yeah, that's cool. I've passed, I'm up here in heaven. And if you could refrain from putting me on a basketball court with Kobe and his daughter and other famous people that have passed away, it's weird. I don't know. So if I strongly, highly recommend if anybody's in any kind of beach area, I don't think this is just Clearwater, Florida. I think you can go to any beach area and, and see this kind of level of, uh, artistry and fashion when they combine and then there were these like booty shorts you guys and i took pictures of the booty shorts too uh oh oh here's a funny one uh had baby yoda with a um with a white claw (laughs) and then here's one that says a t-shirt that says national sarcasm society like we need your support If you see somebody wearing that, you know they are going to be sarcastic, folks. You just know it. Uh, What is the other one I saw? I was like, these are, it got dirty, too. And I was with my mom, and I was like, Mom, don't look away, please. It's disgusting. Uh, The booty shorts, uh, one says um, F me, but then underneath it, it says love me. So it's like half of it's F, F F-U-C-K me, and then half of it's L-O-V-E me. So F love me. And then one copies the Chick-fil-A logo, but it says thick filet. Like if you got a nice, uh, a juicy bottom, I, I guess. And I didn't look great in any of these, I'll tell you that much. And I don't think they appreciated me trying to put them on in the store. But how are you going to know if they really fit my frame, you know? Um, one says, I love hot dilfs. One says, I surrender. And it has a pirate <laughs> That's <laughs> a pirate skeleton. One says Clearwater, Florida. Oh, one says this is this is great. This is this is, one says it ain't gonna spank itself. Like we're encouraging. Well, I mean, I guess most of the guys that would do horrible things to women probably can't read. So, but it ain't gonna spank itself. We're oh, one says yes, Daddy. One says who farted. So that's nice. That's for somebody that wants to show their booty. But also wants you to know they have a gas problem. Like, if you spank it, you don't know what's going to happen, you know? Ooh, here's one. This is nice. And this is, like, a little bit of a nicer material. It looks like it says, Daddy's Little Slut. We uh, we got one for my sister. And, uh, no, God, I mean, that's just... I was, I was just like, these are right next to the I Love America Live, Laugh, Love signs. One is I Love My Boyfriend. One has uh, You Better Work, Bitch. One says "bite me." I mean, these are all very classy. I don't know what I, that's just been on my mind. How are you guys doing? I do want to apologize first off. Uh, I do, I do want to let everybody know. I so I did Monday show with Sophie Ross, and I don't recall a lot of it. I really was uh, drunk, and it's it's always my friend Megan listened to it, and she texted me and said, "Hey." You really do sound drunk. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't lying. But then Maritza texted me and goes, you don't sound drunk. So I'm like, was, I, I, but I, I know I was. I mean, I was not like I was reminded of a couple of things that I talked about that I don't recall. And that's what happens when your dad peer pressures you into doing shots with him. And the thing was, I want to say once again, I didn't think I was recording. I don't I don't just drink shots before I record. I take it very seriously. I'm on nothing right now except for Diet Coke and no sleep. But usually, I would never do two shots in a row. So I apologize, even though I heard it was a very fun episode, which is also dangerous. Because then I'm like, well, maybe I just need to start drinking. And it's going to make the show a lot looser, a lot more fun, and a lot Uh, A lot sexier. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, today is our last or tonight is our last night in Clearwater, Florida. We journey off to the airport tomorrow. And of course, we have a 11 o'clock flight. So I'm sure we'll be at the airport around 7 a.m. for my dad. He loves the one of his big kinks is getting to the uh, the airport early. Like the man loves it. And, uh, we also, oh my God, this is a huge thing. We also, if my dad's listening, Hey dad, sorry, I'm saying this, but like, so we drove to, um, we drove to the Dolly museum today in St. Petersburg, which was like 45 minutes away. And by the way, my mom tells you how much she loves it. And then my dad was like, that was your, you'll hear it. It was like a funny moment that they were, uh, anyways, the 45-minute drive, it was wild. Like, there's all these different, like, switch to this freeway and go to this freeway. And I was, like, the navigator. And I realized, like, like wow, my dad, is he getting to a point where he really does need a navigator? Like, you know, it just – it was – it. so I said, hey, you know what? Let me drive back, Dad. And I didn't need a navigator. And I was like, is this, like, the student becoming the teacher? Like, I was just, like, smooth sailing. And I was just like, I wonder if – my dad's proud of me right now. Like, I wonder if he's like, damn, he's this is, this is my older boy that still goes on vacation with us. I'm really proud of the way he's handling these roads. Um, anyways, you're going to hear from Bill and Becky Bailey in a second. Um, uh, this is just going to be me and you and my parents today. My parents are only up on for like 15 minutes. Um, but uh, this will be me and you today. We are going to do a couple news items, and then I am going to do a solo recap of Vanderpump Rules: the premiere episode. Because I want to remind everybody, tonight is the second episode. Everybody forgot that it was on Tuesday night. But I really enjoyed. I just watched it again to take notes. Which um, is anybody out there just want to? We got to find a better way. Is there any? Is there any service that will just give me like? the show in script form and then I can just watch it and take notes off that because I'm verbatim typing all of these people's dialogue. And I've been doing it now for like two years, but it's just like, there's a certain point when you're typing out DJ James Kennedy's going like, you're an asshole mate. No, you are that. You're like, what am I doing? Like I went to college. I mean, I barely graduated, but I still went. I mean, that means something, Right. But I am going to do a full recap, I, I think, um, because I do want to recap Vanderpump Rules. I do. I think it's a really wor- a show worth recapping. And we'll see, though. But I do want to say, remember, like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it started strong, but it got stronger and stronger and stronger. And my recaps got longer and longer and longer. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not looking to do a two-hour Vanderpump Rules recap. Uh, I know there's groans everywhere. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um because those Beverly Hill ones, I mean, I'm afraid that this one this week is going to be like three hours long because it's a season finale. And we're going to have to go over all of these memories of like our favorite, like, oh, it's <laughs> What's going on? And I, also, the other thing is uh, I've heard a lot of notes about this, and I just want to. So we're all on the same page. When I do a recap, I'm not looking to be factually accurate. <laughs> I'm not looking to be, you know, I've heard a lot of, you don't sound like that person. And I want to say, you are right. That is so dead on. I am not looking, nor do I sound like any of the characters that I ever imitate. I think I actually do come close on Rinna's cackle, though. That is a very, very real uh, sound that she makes repeatedly every day, all day. But... Um, you know, I'm trying things out. I, I, I like to make myself laugh. So sometimes there's just like, do I really think Dorit is a robot? Like, I am Dorit P3O. Boop boop beep boop 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 boop. I don't think I've ever heard Dorit do a beep boop pop. Oh, and also while we're on that, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the listeners that I saw message Sutton Strack today or or on, on her post right, that they should go on this podcast. We got to get her on. This is the kind of energy we need. Keep it up, folks. I'm asking you to keep it up for a couple more days. And then around Friday, I'm going to scoop in there and go, Hey, Sutton, uh, have you heard my name in your comment sections and all this? And see what she does and go, I'll say, I'll say, you're the Ryan Bailey they be speaking of. You know, like, that would be amazing. Because I really do want to talk to her. And I want to give her an award. I want to give her, like... Best second season. We'll make up some kind of award to give her, and I'll say there's a trophy, and maybe I could drop it by her Sutton store, and then there'd be a picture of me, like or like one of those big checks they give uh, lottery winners. You know, I mean, I can't give her any money. What? What if I? Hey, is there a place where I can get one of those big checks? But I make the big check out for like fifty bucks, like something I can afford, and be like Sutton, you have won fifty dollars as a prize for the best second season of a housewife. And but we can get a picture of her on this huge ass check that says like so bad it's good and fifty dollars to Sutton Strack, and then we make her sign the back of it with her account number in really big scrawl. These these ideas just come to me, folks. They come to me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm aware that these will not sound. Th- this is just me uh, doing my artistry and just making weird voice sounds with my my mouth face. You know, and I hope uh, everybody's on the same page of that. But I will say. The points I do make about these shows, those are dead on factually accurate. Those are perfect, perfect, not even opinions. I'm going to say my opinion is fact. Now, like I say, with any recap, everybody, and I'm talking everybody, can have their opinion. And and if you go on Twitter, you see that they do. You see that everybody really does have an opinion. But what I do want to make very clear is that, and I, I say this with peace and love, my opinion is the right one. And there's not really even kind of a room for argument there. I'm saying that my opinion is right. And if you don't have your opinion, if you don't have my opinion, which is totally, totally acceptable. I really love when ha- everybody has their own opinions, but you would have the wrong opinion still. And I just want to make sure we're on the same page before I start this as well. So if I say, I think Ariana just killed it uh, with that last scene, That is the correct opinion, and I'm always willing to hear uh, your opinion if we're on the same page about my opinion being the right opinion. So, okay, so we're on the same page with that. Speaking of Twitter, you guys... Um, my life fell apart today for a solid seven hours when Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp, which I don't I don't really even use WhatsApp, so I'm good there, but Facebook and Instagram went down. I had just posted this Erica Jane folklore album cover, and then all of a sudden I it went down and in my paranoid, narcissistic head, I was like, Oh fuck, uh Erica Jane paid somebody to hack into my account and now I can't get on Instagram at all and then I was Asked my mom to get on Instagram, and she couldn't, and I was like, okay, phew. And then I went on Facebook, and I was like, oh, good, I can't get on Facebook, because Facebook is just straight-up trash. Except for my So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey Facebook group. Hey, baddies. Also, I do want to say that mashup uh, was recommended by uh, a Facebook uh, member uh, of the Facebook group and listener, he's a DJ himself, actually. His D, uh, name is Mark Moose Motor. So Mark, thank you so much. I got that message and I have to write you back, but I got that message and it was so exciting because I love that mashup. I love Hall & Oats, I love Nine Inch Sales. You put it together. I mean, that's just, you don't get better than that. What a smooth way to sail into Tuesday, right? So anyways, turns out somebody uh erased a bunch of code supposedly and uh nobody could get online for like seven hours and the thing is the reality of that situation was it was kind of nice right it was kind of nice like it was nice but then I kept checking out of habit and that's just how habit I like I, I just I wasn't even checking to see if it was back up. It was just muscle memory of picking up my phone and going to Instagram and And then, of course, I saw all the Instagrammers on Twitter. Now, I do Twitter a lot. I don't go on Twitter just to get screen grabs and put them over to my Instagram. I do do that a lot, but I just tweet like I've always been on Twitter for the last... Ten years, unfortunately, and I know that because they'll do that thing where they'll be like, "You celebrated your tenth Twitter anniversary, and you just want to bang your head against a wall." But um, everybody went over there, and we had good fun making fun of all the uh, the Facebook and Instagram down things. But the thing is, I mean, this is kind of serious, though. They just had that sixty minutes whistleblower on on Sunday night, where you know, it came out that, and this shouldn't be a shock to anybody, is that the way Facebook manipulates, not even manipulates, but siphons and puts information in front of people that upsets them, that uh, uh, causes really bad things. We've seen them. They've encouraged things like the insurrection or political movements, really, really dangerous stuff that I think sometimes uh, really weird for a company that is made to Bring us together and to share so many amazing memories has really turned into an advice where in company documents admits that these things not a these things make you feel bad it's proven like we're out there and we do know this information now and we'll still continue to do all of it i mean I think there is a part of us uh, as people that that sometimes want to feel bad like we we almost need it it's like this I don't know. It's weird, though. Like, I know we know all this information now, and I'm sure more stuff will come out. But um, – and I, I, you know how much I hate conspiracy theories. But it is weird that after all of this and the company lost billions and billions of dollars in valuation as of like 6 a.m. That, like yesterday morning, and then Facebook went down six hours later. And that's just weird. And I did – I mean it was like that's weird that that stuff comes out and then Facebook goes down all day and Instagram. Like you know, and I was like, "Oh, okay, just that it, it's it's got to be a coincidence, right?" Mark uh, Zuckerberg uh, lost hundreds of billions of trillions of dollars in personal value, but I'm sure that'll come back. But it's one of those things. I love Instagram so much. I see how horrible Facebook is, just in that I, I it even makes me upset. Like it, it, like it has with all of us family members, and I don't care which political party you're a part of i've seen republicans get mad at democrats and democrats get mad at republicans but it really has um made me see uh certain people that i'm like oh my god i so much don't agree with you that i'm not gonna even write back or argue like most people do on facebook but i'm just gonna not be around you you know and i do i mean i think it's just kind of made uh it's highlighted so much of our bad behavior um and it just started off like it's like you know, let's see each other's babies and, you know, let me feel bad about not having a baby like all of my friends, you know? Let me have that bad feeling instead of, is America still going to survive in the next decade? But, um, sorry to get so deep. You, anyways, this, and this plays a part because Vanderpump Rules, uh, season nine, episode one really does talk about the destruction of America. No, it, it was just one of those things that I also, when I knew that Instagram and Facebook were down. I, and I know this sounds dramatic, but there was this kind of um, where I kind of breathed a sigh of relief. Like I heard it wasn't going to be up for a while and it was kind of nice. My mind didn't have to worry about like, oh, what's a funny meme idea or what's a stupid meme? And at this point, my, my mind just kind of does that anyways. Like five years ago, I didn't think in memes. You know, I I didn't do that. Like, I you know, but now... I think about them in my sleep or I think about jokes and I think about ways to communicate. And it's really weird. Like, I feel like I'm very, um, I think a lot of us who do memes or podcasts and all that, like we're very warmed up. I always feel warmed up. Like I'm ready to go at a second. Like if I'm tired, I can turn on the mic and I can just go at a drop of a hat now. And it'll be, I think somewhat decent, not, not decent in like, Oh, that guy's amazing. But I think I can communicate something. Um, so it was nice to not have any pressure and just to be like, and I made that joke where I was like, wow, I put my phone down and I realized I'd been with my family for five days. Imagine my surprise seeing my mom and dad right next to me. And it did make me think of like how for as, as plugged in as I am and for as many people that I communicate with on a daily basis or try to, that I probably at this point in my life am very secluded in so many ways, and I don't know if you guys are like that too, uh, but definitely with the podcast and with all of the Instagram and all that stuff, I have so many. Uh, there's so many people that listen or interact with the Instagram, and and that just wasn't how my life was years ago at all. It just wasn't in any capacity, you know. And it's such a weird feeling that I really, really appreciate. But it is weird because there's only a very small handful of people that I actually talk with in my real life. I'm not saying I'm Batman online, and then I'm like, you know, Bruce Wayne. I'm um, that really broke Bruce Wayne offline, but uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to be way more connected with my outside life, my my everyday life, and online I was nobody. I was nothing. You know? Oh my God, is this my Joker origin story? Are you guys like that, too? I have to imagine you are. I mean, like, in some ways, you probably definitely know what I'm talking about. Like, we all kind of go for those likes or, you know, you want... Like, that's such a natural feeling. Like, I want people to like me. Only recently have I started to get used to... I've not accepted it, but I've gotten used to the fact that people aren't going to like me. And people aren't going to sometimes agree with me. And they're not going to get it. Like, I did some jokes about Erica Jane on Twitter this weekend. And to me, like whenever I read something now, I always realize, okay, it's online. So let me see who posted it first. Um, And then you can usually tell really quick if it's a joke or not, if it's something I take serious. But people took this, some people, some people took this very seriously. And it was always the same where I was always so curious, like we weren't like this all the time where you had people not following me commenting on uh, a tweet that I had that was obviously to me a joke and to so many people, but then this were like, ah, uh, you're you're not right for this reason and this reason and this reason, and how dare you? And you're like, oh my God, like, first off, you don't follow me. So where would you ever think I would need your opinion? Where would you ever, like, you know, if you follow me, that's one thing. Then we can have like a conversation. If I follow you, you follow me. Like, that's all. But like somebody that doesn't follow me and you're going to comment on something you don't like about somebody you don't follow. Like, I don't know. I was always raised like kind of mind your own business a lot of the times. And I think social media has kind of uh, totally take social media is like the the motto is, my God, everything is your business. Make everything your business. I'm pretty good about like, if I don't agree with something, I'm not going to waste my time and get into an argument with you. I usually just clock it and move on. Um, But it's just very interesting. It really does kind of, I don't know i'm like you know what give me another month with these thought i'll figure it out i'm gonna come back to you and we're gonna figure out the internet together (laughs) um okay i'm done with that i'm so sorry for going on that rant you guys but it is something that i imagine that a lot of us think about all the time right like how do we how do you not think about this it's always just so there um we do have very very bad news and i'm not joking when i say this this is not in any sort of way any kind of joke but i do want to um I do want to say rest in peace to Ramona Singer's dog, Coco. Um, we have seen uh Coco, her her long-living, long-suffering dog on the show. And I we would all make Coco jokes because Ramona would be like, Coco! Coco! And I'd be like, Coco's deaf now. And I was like, how is Coco not passed away already from a heart attack? Just having Ramona scream bloody murder at her all the time. But she had lived a long, full life. I know. I know everybody is um, on the not even on the. Fe- I know everybody uh, is not particularly happy with Ramona for so many reasons right now. But my heart does go out to anybody that has lost a dog, and especially in the Bravo universe. That's what we all love and talk about so much, and and it's sad. And any but but I in true Real Housewives of New York fashion, uh, we're not even supposed to know about Coco passing away because um, Sonia Morgan, the, the way I found out, Sonia Morgan posted an Instagram story saying, you know, rest in peace, Coco. Um, you know, you were so loved and, you know, uh, your mom and dad and Avery miss you so much. And it was really nice and touching. And, and then it comes to find out, uh, Sonia had to take that down. She wasn't supposed to post that, so we uh, are not supposed to know. Hopefully, the family is having time to grieve. But rest in peace, and and uh, that's a very Sonia Morgan thing to do. And I hate to, uh, I hate to laugh about that, but it is kind of one of those things that makes you smile a little bit because it's like so Sonia being Sonia, and that dog had a long, amazing life. But rest in peace, Coco. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I do want to apologize. This is also another serious thing in my recap on Friday. And a couple of people reached out to, to me and I, I meant to say this yesterday, but like I said, I was drunk on the show. Um, I did say in regards or what I thought was a joke. And I when I say stuff, guys, I don't write everything down before I say it. I think you know that a lot of this is just off the top of my stupid, stupid head and i compared one of the ladies and i said um i said special needs and it was a bad it it, it it i had a couple people reach out and i realized what a uh dumb thing that was to say a hurtful thing that was to say that was not how I meant it at all. So uh, I, I do want to apologize, and to the couple of people that said that to me, you know who you are, especially, uh, and I've apologized to you, um, and I do mean that. I, I have, and that's something I do love my audience because they can say things to me and like, it's really easy to learn from it. It's like, ah, thank you for letting me know. I totally understand why that would be upsetting. And you know what? It's really easy to change. I think sometimes I'm stuck in this, um, or a lot of people are, maybe a lot of guys are stuck in this kind of junior high elementary school mentality of humor. Um, I'd love to think that I have this um, refined sense of humor, but I don't. Um, and, and sometimes it's amazing. It's really fun to make fun of poopy and peepee and all of that stuff, but, uh, there's no uh, excuse for that. So apologies for that. And that will not happen again. Uh, I do have also good news for Southern charm. I did hear that Madison LaCroix was not going to be back. And now I am hearing that she is potentially, uh, she is going to be back now. That is what I'm hearing. Uh, rumor is she is definitely going to be back that she has signed up. Um, and I think she might be a friend of Roll this season, uh, not a full time, but we will see. But I think it's great she's back because I do think she makes great TV and I want to I don't like Austin. Austin, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You can come on the pod and we can talk about it, but I don't like him. And I need I need Madison to put the screws to Austin because we find out in Winterhouse this season that he's banging Lindsay and Sierra. And I'm sorry. I'm just so tired of women saying, well, he's tall. He looks like a doofus. He looks like a doofus in a white turtleneck. And I don't care. I Yeah, I am jealous as all hell. If it's a tall turtleneck dude, I'll, th- that's what's getting the girls. You have girls fighting over you and you're a doofus? Three seasons ago, this guy couldn't make a six-pack of trop hop beer, and now he's got girls just throwing private parts at him. You know what I'm saying? It's life. Life isn't fair. It's just not fair. Like Craig, I get it. Craig I get is like weirdly a good looking dude. Like he's special good looking. Like that dude is just built special in a way that most guys aren't. I get it. Even I can see that. But Austin, I see a little bit of a doughy face. I see a little bit of a pale skin. I see bad uh, clothing. And I see somebody that got a lot of lucky breaks because of a TV show. That's what I see, honestly. And the fact that when women start fighting over... Like, I never understand why the women... Like, there better be an episode where Sierra and Lindsay get together and compare notes and go, oh my God, why are we tripping out about this guy? I mean, obviously they have not watched Southern Charm because if they had, like, he's the guy that's like a dork. They all make fun of him. I'd rather him... uh, Be with John Pringle. You know, well, I'm not going to go that far, but you know what I'm saying? Anyways, that's uh, October 20th, by the way, is when... Winterhouse premieres. We're gonna talk about that. We gotta talk about that. And like I said yesterday, Paige Desorbo is going to be in Southern Charm. They are official now. Craig and and Paige. or no, sorry. Yeah, Craig and Paige are Instagram official now. And I wonder if Shep is jealous at all because I see Craig and Austin and all and all these girls' Instagram stories. They're always out partying, and Shep has definitely um chilled out because of his girlfriend maybe he's getting older and all that stuff but i wonder if he's ever jealous of like he's not out there getting the like the you know getting the love that uh craig is you know i don't know i sometimes wonder about that i gotta talk to him too because i i read his book and in fact i i keep doing i'm meaning to do a book report about that um Okay, so that Facebook down. Another thing. So this is interesting. I didn't get to bring this up with Sophie yesterday. There have been mysterious projections uh, overseas in America with the uh, thirty-three zero. And, uh, this was registered to Sony, which is the label, uh, for Adele. And we, what we know about Adele is she loves, she's very un. uh, she doesn't have a good imagination for album titles. So she just puts her age. So, you know, it'll be like, you know, 15, 18, you know, she's had all her albums have been her age at the time. So we are gearing up. We're supposed to have a Adele album in November. That is the rumor. But I did – I was like, if Adele keeps this shit up with the age, I wonder if she's going to ever get to a point like all of us where we've lied about our age at some point. I wonder if we're going to get to a point where Adele's like, ha-ha, I'm coming out with 54, my new album 54. And then we're like, Adele, we – your last album – was 56 there's no way you're 54 all sudden. you know what i'm saying like i wonder if we're going to be able to catch adele in a lie at some point just based on her album title and she's like oh sony sony misprinted i'm so sorry Oh, oh my god by the way like i said that's not a good adele imitation but that's how i hear adele in my head um who the other people I hear in my head all the time are Bill and Becky Bailey my parents so let's throw to them Bill and Becky Bailey and then we will come back wow we're already 36 minutes in and then we will uh we'll do a little Vanderpump Rules recap okay love you guys bye okay welcome to uh and all so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey and uh as you guys know I have been on a uh, six day sojourn with uh, Bill and Becky Bailey and, and welcome them back to the show. Bill and Becky Bailey, hello. Hey, what's up? Hi,
2: everybody.
1: Now, everybody heard uh, you last, Dad, because everybody had to hear me drunk off two shots of tequila last night and that I had to record afterwards, and that was because <laughs> of you, right? Hey. are you on two shots of tequila now pretty much yeah Yeah. (laughs) almost and
2: i have to endure both of them
1: and uh you uh you said you had not uh drank tequila in years right yeah been a long time really wow and you drank two shots of tequila on friday night on your birthday and then last night right yep i'm hooked two (laughs) double shots might i add and you drink a glue and cream, which is equally disgusting uh, yeah. to have a milk product at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, so, that's... We'll see, we'll we- see.
2: Correct.
1: Now, uh, if you guys knew, Facebook and Instagram were down today, so it's the... First time I realized, I looked up from my phone that I was actually with you guys for the last week.
2: I know. I couldn't believe I was seeing your eyes uh, focus.
1: Trust me, we knew you were with us. <laughs> um, so, uh, what were your highlights of this trip, if there were any?
2: Uh, the Dali Museum today. The Salvador
1: but, Dali Museum. Yeah, that was a highlight? And, that, was but, a
2: highlight? And,
3: uh, that was a highlight?
2: That was a highlight? I thought it was coming kind of neat. Well, why are you criticizing me? Uh, I, I okay, give your highlights. Well, what
3: was the criticism? I said that was a highlight. <laughs> with a question I, mark. I mean, all these things, all the great food we had and everything, and that was the highlight. Go ahead. <laughs> I just said my highlight was the uh, that, the highlight was being with you. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: oh, yeah.
2: suck it up.
1: Uh, no, we had uh, we had good food. The uh, what was the Colombian restaurant we went yeah, to? That, that was really great. cool. Yeah. That was. Great. Uh, no, all the food was great, and then our our next door, uh, across the street neighbors from when I was a kid in Kansas, live in Florida, and they came up and visited. Yeah, right? that was really nice. And your
2: first ba- one of your first babysitters, she came with them. That's your came- Daughter.
1: Yeah, and we've told that story on the the pod before, where I told okay. it even yesterday. What their uh, her brother also was my babysitter and locked right. me in the downstairs bathroom until I said where Dad's Playboy's were. The question I had to ask though, I remember I wanted to ask this. Why, I understand that you didn't want the Playboys in the house anymore, but why did you make me load them up in the wagon and put them at the end of the street, Mom? Like, you I made me throw them well. out with you. I'm just trying to make you a man. I was man. gonna say, I didn't. Mom, you really did. Like I, That was me and you I, when I was a kid.
2: I don't remember, I well, don't <laughs> because I wouldn't have taken.
1: do I not know. So <laughs> no, but like you, uh, did you, I, I remember that specifically.
2: I, I don't remember taking uh, that I would dump anything of Dad's so I, I don't recall that.
1: Oh, okay, that's what I, thi- I figured there was like a story there or something. No,
2: I, I have no idea. Uh, and okay. why would you dump him at the end of the street? Because that's where the trash was,
1: at the end of the street in Kansas, right? I thought it was at
3: the end of the driveway. <laughs> in the, that's what I mean. I didn't even go to the street, into oh, the driveway. Okay, that's why I'm wait, 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 you think I meant that I had to lug him like, up at
1: the end of the where? street? No, into the driveway. Does that drive your memory? No. No? Okay. No. I, I mean, I want to know if I'm remembering this completely wrong.
2: I have no idea. Wait, the Playboys got them? thrown out, right? I'm not just making did, this did up you entirely. Miss them?
1: But I'm not making this up entirely, right?
2: I have no idea. I don't recall that. You don't remember I'm the Playboys
1: getting thrown away?
2: No, I don't.
1: Okay. Do Wait, where
2: did
3: they get thrown away? Oh
1: my God! They got <laughs> thrown away when I was like 11 or something in Didn't Kansas. you get them all from Jay? Huh? Oh Didn't my get God! Get some of Jay's this old additions? Is, uh, it, um, yes. Okay, so uh, tomorrow we are traveling back uh, uh, to Arizona, and the all of this is your first time back on a plane, right, Mom? For this since before the was, pandemic.
2: This trip was my very first one. I was a leery of the whole thing and. So far, so good. Just get me back home tomorrow. Why were you we learning? Of
3: COVID oh, and all
1: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And the Delta you were in, like,
3: you were
2: came back. And, and uh, yeah. I wasn't well, in really, Florida,
1: it doesn't seem like COVID really exists here. I know. They so just everything don't. seems uh, pretty normal.
2: Hey, it's the beach. That's all I care.
1: Yeah. And uh, so you guys... I don't know if you remember this, uh, a week ago when we got in, we watched Vanderpump Rules, yeah, the new funny. season. Do you guys yeah. remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, that
3: seemed like a long time ago.
1: It does. It was, it, was a, it was a week ago. Now, was there anything that stood out? I remember Dad saying, wow, they really cry a lot.
3: They cry a lot in the UCF word a lot. Oh, Yeah.
2: And, and the girls were all using boner. I mean, a girl said... You know, the,
1: wait, the girls said what?
2: The girls were all saying boner, and it was like, hey, <laughs> girls saying <laughs> that? Mom, you <laughs> just
1: said boner. You, say I say boner. said it because I was... Re- say boner. Say boner. Say boner.
2: I was just no, making a remark.
1: <laughs> wait, what is a... But, but actually, what is a boner? There's a lot you, of, you of different...
2: go ahead and you No, know, there's it. a lot of
1: different interpretations. I, I want to know, know what you I think I want to
2: hear is. what they thought it was.
1: What Why they, they were
2: using but, it? What I,
1: mean, I think it was a hard penis is what they're talking about. Well, what that's did you say what it was?
2: I thought. <laughs> but usually, men say that. I don't was, even
1: understand the question. <laughs> so you're, you're the language was was offensive, kind of.
2: It wasn't as offensive. I just thought it was weird, girl. I I've heard the word, uh, you know, lots of you times. Heard the word what? I've heard that, what was the word? I've heard word. that phrase a lot about a boner
1: because, oh, <laughs> Wait, wait. What is the first. phrase? Wait. What is the phrase behind boner? You got a boner yeah. You got a boner? Is that the phrase? <laughs> is that is that a boner in your
3: pocket? I, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Audience, now you
2: see what my week has been like. Now you see what my week has <laughs> been like these two.
1: Um. Uh, anything? Did you? Uh, now, Jax wasn't there. You, did you miss Jax? Oh,
2: God, no. I like the two Toms. They were acting goofy and half-lit, I'm the, sure.
3: The two Toms seemed different from what I remember.
1: What do you mean? Like
3: They just seemed weirder and not as cool. Or, yeah. Well, well, no they, they kinda, I think all
1: the fame and everything caught up with them or something. That's interesting. Okay. And uh, you last time we talked to you, we had went to TomTom. Right. And they said at the beginning of the show, they're opening a new bar called Schwartz and Sandy's. Right. Which is, enough. I feel like, is that too many bars
2: then? Yeah. I, is it is it wow. in the same vicinity, Ryan? No, I, mean, it's it's like, like, I think it's like, like
1: big six big. or seven miles away. Oh, that good. So is, it's
3: away. Is, is there too many McDonald's? I mean,
1: that's true. I mean I've, I just it's just after a pandemic, I just feel like I'm I'm getting used to things being open again and then you're gonna open a whole new well, place. Apparently the
3: formula works, I mean, you know. Yeah, and you guys like Tom
1: Tom. It was it yeah, was Yeah, I really had a
3: good time there, I really did.
2: Like that was back to what Dad was saying about them, they were just trying too hard, trying to be funny and the hats and the expressions and the they were trying too so hard. So you're saying
1: they're just they're trying too hard and they don't need to try that hard because yeah, they're entertaining I, exactly. no matter what. Exactly.
2: They're just being normal. Yeah. Well, whatever's normal for them.
1: Uh, D- uh, DJ James Kennedy, did you see when he cried last oh week? Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, he well, cries a lot. when he
3: made up with what's-her-name's son. Yeah, Lisa, Max's son,
1: but he, he texted Max's son because he said he had a pre-workout vitamin. You mean he had a boner? Yeah, boner. He said he had a pre-workout vitamin and he got... All crazy, and that's why he got upset at, because he's supposedly not uh, drinking anymore. He's sober.
2: So he's on vitamins now? Well, he says
1: it was a pre-workout vitamin that made him crazy.
2: What's a vitamin?
1: That's how a British says vitamin. Oh, okay. I and, saying, huh? And uh, then he, um, blah, blah, blah. but then he te- He was texting Max and Son, he called him fat in four texts. He's like, you're a fat piece of uh, ass.
0: That's not nice. Which is weird.
1: Right? That's like guys don't didn't say that to. I mean, nobody should say that to anybody.
2: Okay, so what did you think about the scene where um, uh, the Vanderpumps were talking to the Toms about the new bar and saying, "Oh, anything we can do to help you?" Do you think that was realistic?
1: Anything because that's maybe-
2: a competition.
1: Oh, like I think that's what they're gonna do is they're gonna set up like Lisa's gonna be competitive with them at some point in the season. Uh,
2: yeah, it was. Yeah, because like, I mean, because it was also it was also
1: kind of some, also kinda silly that she she said I heard a rumor that
3: you
2: guys, yeah,
1: were, and yeah. she, you know, they, I feel like they would definitely tell her about it before camera. And the were husband
2: on. goes, "Oh, anything we can do to help you?" And it's like, "Huh?"
1: Yeah. Well, they say the husband, according to Wikipedia, he's only like, uh, like. 62 when oh it looks God's like he's Lord. in his age. well by the way no When mom when you went to Tom Tom the first time you were a little uh, tipsy yeah, and I said and you said, mom? and you said and yeah. you said that's uh, I said that's Lisa Vanderpump's husband and and then you're like how old is he and I said a Wikipedia says he's early 60s and you're like there's no way in hell he's six... because he, he was he you said he's just shuffling he's shuffling around he
2: was oh, yeah. and he was he didn't know he lived yeah and she's a lot older what what does she say she is like in her 50s she's a oh, lot I think she lot is a
1: lot young no a lot younger than him she's not a lot oh, older she's, she's a lot younger.
2: younger than him but she's a lot older than she says she is because you told me Oh, <laughs> she said she was like 35.
1: 50. No, because I don't, I don't, I don't said remember. She
2: said she was like 50 or something. She's yeah. a little I mean, they all lie
1: not. about their age, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: know. yeah, yeah. How old are hey, I'm Hey, yeah, sef- yeah, yeah. I'm 73. And yeah. Dad just turned 73 this trip.
1: Well, Dad turned 73, and we were at his birthday dinner, and it was a really nice night. And right before, we were all cheersing, and then dad remembered uh, all his buddies in vietnam that couldn't oh, be I here and it was, was a it was a very sad moment and what made you flashback. what made you think of uh that at 73
3: well you know was it a, well, because it's such been such a good life i mean i had a wonderful life raised a family traveled the world really enjoyed life and a, a lot of my friends didn't do it they
1: didn't have a life
3: they, they were dead so well, i just i don't know oh. it was just a flashback
1: yeah well, you managed to bring the podcast down now, too. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take again. Yeah. And then yesterday we went on a barge. was it a ship or a barge or what was it?
2: The Calypso Calypso Queen Queen.
1: and uh, dinner cruise. And that was our first buffet back from COVID, right? Yeah, we
2: have really. We we forgot about it. It was done well. No, no, it was.
1: they they did it in groups and stuff like that. And they
2: called it by table, so it wasn't a lot of. And then
1: on the upper deck was uh, uh, music and 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 dancing. It was was fun,
2: and out there on the water.
1: Yeah. See you in the yeah. sunset, and, and uh, you did want to clear up a couple of things. Now I said, and I told the audience that you woke me up early and said I had to go to breakfast. I You're s- saying that, that that didn't happen.
2: No, I said you don't have to go to breakfast. Oh. You heard I you had you to go to him?
1: breakfast. Yes, <laughs> I did because
2: I didn't want him to get upset if we left
1: without him <laughs> Where the f are these people? Yeah, yeah. they left really
2: without <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: And uh, and the other thing is, you uh, just before we recorded, let me know you were upset because I posted a picture without your permission Ugh. on Instagram Stories, and you didn't like. Uh, but I but it was cro- I didn't even think you could see because it was crooked. It wasn't even posted right away. straightways.
3: Where was the picture
2: taken?
1: It was at dinner. It was
2: at dinner, was at dinner and my eyes are closed. You're looking off. You were yawning.
3: You were
1: yawning, and, was, were was yawning
3: a, and my eyes are closed. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, was a <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look good.
2: Thank you. For that. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a new cameraman. Uh, <laughs> Anybody volunteering for that position?
1: And uh, and so and supposedly, uh, my nephew Watermelon. Uh, you guys know he started a podcast, so yeah. he's competing against me right now. Yeah. But he's. It was called Anonymous, but yeah. now he changed the name.
2: Glendering.
1: Glendering. <laughs> yeah. And he he thinks that's a better name because there's a lot of anonymous podcasts. Yeah, he that's says. what it was. Yeah,
3: so Glenderring is
1: a better name. Yeah, he's used that he used that name yeah. for a while. Yeah, on different,
2: on different vent you know platforms.
1: And he said if he's done two so far, and he said if he's done if he does three, he'll let me uh, promote it on this show.
3: Ooh. So
1: I don't know why it has to be three. Me, th- yeah. I don't know. I think he just said he's like, well, let's wait till I do. Th- I maybe he was maybe he thought he wouldn't make it to three episodes he's, or something. He probably
3: still has kind
1: of a. Hangover from seeing grandma's boobs. Oh yeah! Wait, did we talk about that on the the pod? Where yeah. you know, I don't think we. So dad brought uh, my nephew to Ohio to see uh, my 97 year old grandma, and uh, first time that he was, you know, traveled to Ohio, she's in a nursing home. And what happened? Yeah, we walked
3: in one morning and you know, we walked into her apartment. And so it's always kind of dark, and mom was sitting on the couch and kind of had kind of looked and looked, and all of a sudden I realized. She didn't have a blouse on, boobs hanging down to her knees. And... <laughs> that was Connor's first boobs. That's what I'm
1: saying. What if he now like uh, compares all boobs to Grandma's boobs? Now like the know. first boobs you, you always don't... see are the ones that you're attracted now to, you right?
3: Grandma, you talking
1: about Nana? <laughs> 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 yeah. wow. Mom, you better show him some real boobs to show him what yeah. they really oh, look like. No, show them nice um, uh, no that. Uh, but he said
3: he handled it fine, right? Oh, he was—he was really cool. No, Connor, Connor did really good
1: with her. Um, so if Connor does do three, maybe his parents will finally let him back on this podcast to talk about his podcast. Well, you know, I think Kara would, but Chris, you know, how Chris, his dad, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can agree not to curse, and they could have headache control, well, but whatever. Uh,
2: yeah, on that particular um, um, episode, episode yeah. yeah, yeah, and maybe over Thanksgiving or something,
1: yeah. And so uh, we're uh, almost—I guess we're in October now, right? And then we're almost the end of the year again, where we all got COVID together as a family. And that's that's right. And so that would be cool if we can do that again over the holidays Uh, as a family. family, family, Just
2: all catching. I mean, we really
1: did spend a lot of time as a family.
2: And thank goodness you kept your strep in LA and didn't bring it to us.
1: Yeah, no, I'm very lucky that I am not uh, strep filled anymore. Yeah. Um, is there anything? Uh, Is it, oh, you hear birds out there. I know. Oh, ocean. Is there anything uh, else that you would like to tell the audience?
2: Uh, no. Um, no. Nope. No. I'm good.
1: No.
3: And again, don't hate. Don't hate. Peace, Peace, Peace and love. Don't hurt. Don't hurt, don't don't hurt
1: either. Mom says. So. Don't hurt. Uh, and uh, yeah. yeah, you guys will. I'm sure be back on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. So we will talk to you then are we good, everybody? Take care. Good luck on the airplane. Safe safe travels. Bye. Okay, guys. Sorry about the sound on that. I know the sound quality was piss poor. Uh, It was trying to capture all the voices. So hopefully I'll try to clean it up a little bit if I can. But uh, if not, timestamps. Hopefully you skipped right through it. If not, sorry, Mom and Dad. I wish that sounded better. And now a commercial break, and then we'll get into Vanderpump Rules. Remember, use the timestamps. You can go right to Vanderpump Rules right now. But also... I appreciate when you listen to the the commercials. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves. 100% So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q u i n c e slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Guys, here is one of my favorite parts of the show where we uh we do our ads, and we have two sponsors that have been with us before, and they are with us again. Our first one is Raycon, and uh, I actually have my Raycon earbuds with me right now. I've had them all vacation long, and they've been amazing on the beach, but uh, there, you know, there's so much going on in the world, whether it's stuff you're excited about, which is a vacation with your parents (laughs) or uh or you know stuff that we're not so excited about like uh going to work go going back into the office now after this insane pandemic so you can't always control the vibes out there but you can always control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Uh now I was actually just using my Raycon earbuds to listen to a podcast. I listened to a uh up first, NPR podcast every day, so I can feel smart. And then I listen to the new Sufian C- Stevens album on my Raycons, and I listen to uh, Big Red Machine, which is uh, the guy from Boney Bear. Anyways, I listened to a lot of stuff this week on my Raycons, and they were amazing. Uh, so whether you choose to use them to pump up, wind down, work, or work out, Raycons. Are now my go-to for the on-go audio. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have this improved rubber oil look and feel. Uh, they really are. They're very sleek, uh, it's not rough to the touch, and they fit into your ears perfectly. And they're optimized, uh, these tips are optimized for the perfect in-ear fit. These are impressive before you even start listening. So you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. So you have pure mode, which is for podcast listening, this podcast, of course, blues, instrumental, etc. You have balanced mode, uh, also for podcast listening, rock, heavy rock, metal, and you have bass mode. Hip hop, EDM, reggae, all that stuff. So there's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. So this actually is a fun mode. So you can put it on and then I can eavesdrop uh, you know, for all the people around the beach. This is the eavesdrop mode, the awareness mode is Pretty much, I should tell my mom about this. She'll love it. So the Raycons uh, offer eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. And there's also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a forty-five day happiness guarantee, and we always talk about all these products. I love when they come with guarantees. So if you do not like them, if you are not satisfied, if you do not think what I am saying is true, you can return them. That's huge. So right now, so bad it's good. Listeners can get fifteen percent off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com. So bad. That's b u y r a y c o n.com slash so bad to save 15% on Raycons by Raycon.com slash so bad. So that is the first one. And then the second one, this is awesome. Uh, I've talked about this. I talked about this last time when I was super sick, but it's simply safe. That's the, the, the company. And this is big news. Uh, from now, my favorite home security company. Simply safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right. Simply safe, the system that u s. News and World Report names best home security system of twenty twenty one. Just got even better. So, this brand new outdoor security camber is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. So, I got a huge box of Simply Safe products. I talked about this last time. Uh, and I had also talked about uh, I live in a house, but we have these three houses attached to it right off Melrose in Los Angeles. And it is, uh, you know, it's gotten a lot more uh, crime filled in the last two years. But, um, uh, we had this new lady move in, uh, in the backyard area and somebody tried to kick her door in late at night and it scared the hell out of her. it was scared the hell out of any of us. So I was able to set this up and now we have a home security system in the backyard area. Uh, we can all log in, we can all see what's going on. And it just kind of gives that extra safety precaution that, makes us feel a little bit better. So it has an ultra wide 140 degree field of view. So you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an eight times zoom like my god, I'll probably end up filming some kind of like student film with this thing. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color and night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It is super simple to set up, and usually it just takes minutes. And it has an easy-to-remove rechargeable battery, so it doesn't need an outlet, and it can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all, and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, Every window, every room, they are protected. And now your property will be too. So to learn more about this exciting new Simply Safe Wireless Outdoor Security camera, visit SimplySafe.com slash so bad. And that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash so bad. And what's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash so bad. Uh so please go check out these things. Even just go to the website, see if it is of use to you. They support the pod, so we want to support them. So uh Without further ado, Vanderpump Rules, baby! Yeah! Now, like I've always said, this is one of, if not my favorite reality show of all time. Those first three seasons really are so glued into all of our memories. And they've had amazing uh, seasons since, amazing characterizations. But, you know, the thing with I always say about this is that in no reality are we really supposed to still be friends with the people that we worked at a bar with uh even if we still like them it's not like hey brandon my busser i'm i'm getting together like i should be getting like you know what i'm saying but these people are now which is if you watch the show in a different way it's kind of funny because now they're they they have to hang out with each other so you can tell sometimes especially with lala where it's like you could tell they don't want to be here and it's kind of funny cuz you just sometimes think about the <laughs> the, the pay <pain>. like <laughs> you just tell they're like i'm here to get the paycheck and it's paining me and of course Let's let's call it the elephant in the room. Jax isn't here. Stassi isn't here. Kristen Doty isn't here anymore. And uh, I will say honestly, I can appreciate their work on the show. I totally can. Is there a part of me that wants to see Jax selling meat products on Instagram Live on Vanderpump Rules? Of course, because we would rail him and make fun of him so bad. But you know what? I'm good with it. I'm okay with it. I really did enjoy this. I watched it like three times now, and this last time I watched it, I was a little tired to take notes. And I will say, I'm going to be honest, some of the things seemed very, not scripted per se, but I will say it definitely seemed produced. And that's what I think we're going to get. I think we're going to get a very produced season. Very flashy, very fun, very drunk, very loud. And I think we're going to, I think... If you can almost, I was viewing it like Summer House. Like, it's going to be like a couple years older than Summer House. But hopefully, I I think that's the vibe. I think it's going to be a fun vibe. But also, these are, for the most part, save a handful of people, very vapid people. And that's really fun to watch. Even watching Sheena and Lala cry about not being there for each other during their Babies uh, their pregnancies and not getting that time back, there's something innately funny. Like, yeah, of course it makes sense, but watching Lala and Sheener do it, like amazing. Like for some reason, it just gets because we have such a history with these people. So for me, it was like going back to school. Like I always say this it's like seeing your friends, they got oops, they got new haircuts, Sandoval got his 80th new haircut. Uh, there's all of these things that you're like, oh yeah, even like I was excited to see Max, Lisa's son. I mean, I I was like, "Oh, Max! Look, oh Richardson! Oh, you know, it was like, oh, there's there's the Tom Tom mobile. The motorcycles are back. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this nostalgia that, of course, works for the show, but it could also work against the show. So they've got to be careful about that, and they've got to really uh, do their best. And this is where they failed on season eight was that they brought in these characters. They did piss poor uh, casting." Uh, Max and Brett and Dana, you know these people did not, you know they might be good people deep, but they, they didn't do it reality show show wise. And especially with Dana, they gave this poor girl a lead role. And in you know coming off of being Vanderpump Rules, you can't just do that because we've all seen them. We've all seen movie and TV shows that are like, and I always get pissed about this when they do this because I remember when they did nine hundred two and zero, the second iteration. And I think it was like Kelly and Donna were like teachers at the school. And I go in there watching. I want to see the old gang because that's who I grew up watching. And then all of a sudden it's like they're they're Oh, they're the old teachers and we have to meet new quote unquote hot students. No, thank you. I want to watch my gang. I want to watch them. So Vanderpump Rules has the biggest, toughest uh, chore ahead of them is making us love these people. Being able to show moments with Charlie and with other new people that we bond over, that we love them for, that that hopefully they have these real moments that we can get invested in. But it's hard because our minds are so trained and we've grown up with these other people that it really is this kind of really hard job. And it it's hard for people like Charlie. And we saw how hard it was for those cast members last season because I fought against it. I was like, well, Matt, like that's where casting really comes in. And I think Charlie's excellent. I really do. And I think you're going to see that more in tonight's episode when she goes at Lala or goes, you know, because Lala tries to come for her. And I love, by the way, I love that we're all grownups and we're like, Lala's like, is that how you're going to come for me? And it's like, girl, you are not in a hip hop group. Like, what are you like? Give me a break. She is still talking. It, it, It cracks me up sometimes, but at the same time, that adds for me the charm of the show lala saying ridiculous things like that still trying to be the lala sometimes of three years ago with a baby that to me is is high comedy so uh i thought so many things worked about this overall and there were a couple things that didn't but i don't know like i'm really interested to see where they go with it and i hope i've talked about this so many times on the podcast is that us me and you guys We thought we overthought about this, we overanalyzed this, all of the moments. And I hope, I pray, yes, I have prayed to little baby Jesus about this that the production company thought about this show and this season way more than we did. And we thought about it a lot because. You gotta satisfy—it's a really hard job, but I think if you work really hard and you have the right people there, I really hope they did it, you know? And from this first episode, it was a really solid first episode, and I really, really hope that uh, there is going to be a lot more to talk about in terms of Vanderpump Rules. Um, But, like I said, it got half the ratings of season 9 premiere—or the season 8 premiere, and of course, that doesn't bode well, but there's a lot of reasons for that. So, we will see. I do predict— Episode two, the numbers will jump. Not much, but I think a little. I think they're going to get a little little bump, but we'll see. I'm going to be very, I'm going to be watching this very, very closely. So uh, this uh, episode, uh, season nine, episode one, it is called We're Back, Baby. We're back, baby. And uh, (laughs) it's weird and wacky and we're back. And we get into the, uh, the new opening right away. And it's a new opening. They shot a new opening. It's Katie and Tom and Tom and Ariana. They're sharing a title card. And then you have Lala, James and Raquel. They share a title card, you know, where they do the slow motion. And it's like, they know me, these are the best. I've at- oh, got I'm in a room like acting like I have a server's tray and I'm slowly these are the- like do it. Do it today at some point when you're in the mirror sing the Vanderpump Rules theme song and turn your back to the mirror and then slowly turn around like you're in the opening. I'm telling you, it is some of the best work I've ever done. Or like DJ James Kennedy, like he spun a record. So act like you're spinning a record. And it's just this, and they are all look like they all have blue steel on. Like, nobody's like, the wacky janitor at Vanderpump Rules. And it's like, Ryan! And I'm like, oops, oopsie! Like, what if I turned around and I was like oops did I do that <laughs> you see me turn around there's like a little bit of my butt crack hanging out <laughs> and that's when that's when by the way that's when you know if the show really has gone downhill season 10 all of a sudden Sheena's baby's like 8 years old you know like on like all those 80s sitcoms the the uh, they would flash forward they did it was like Cosby show and like growing pains when Leonardo DiCaprio came in if you kids are listening you don't know what it was like but all of a sudden, your favorite sitcoms would skip ahead, like, four or five years so the kid would get to a cute age. Because nobody wants to watch a sitcom with, a, like, a terrible two-year-old, you know? So all of a sudden, it would be, like, a cute eight-year-old, like raven Simone of, like, Mr. Cosby. And it was, like, always... Now it's awkward just to watch that at all. Ah, it kills me still. I love the Cosby show so much. It kills me that he's, like, a fucking creepy asshole. So... It really is just so upsetting that he turned out to be such a whore. Anyways... But you will know in season uh 10, if it all goes to hell, Lala and Sheena's babies will all of a sudden weirdly be eight years old and they'll be really cute, you know? So we have this opening. Sheena, Brock, and Charlie, they share one, and those are the only ones. We have a very uh we have a very, you know, filtered down cast. It's not a big cast. And then of course, Lisa. And then though, you know, they do that big title card at the end. And then all of a sudden they're throwing in people right and left. They have like Charlie's boyfriend in uh, in there, I noticed. They have Max, they have Peter, they have Richardson. I think, like, there was a couple, like, janitors. I don't, like, there's just people. I was like, but then at the same point, then there's other missing people. Like, where's Ken? Did Ken, like, I have this theory that Ken secretly died when Jiggy did. And, like, because they were each other's life forces. And, like, remember when he, like, he did the title card and he looked like he was, like, a floating air balloon? He was, like, so puffed up. He was, like, and it looked like, it just looked like he was, like, stuffed. Yeah, I'm not talking about big. It just like it was like a balloon that was overstuffed. You guys know I'm gonna find the picture. It, you'll know what I'm talking about. But all of a sudden, Kin's not in the title card, and I'm like, "What's going on here? Did Ken abandon ship?" Is Ken like, "No, fuck, I don't, I don't like this show at all. No, 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 no. I will not do the opening title card, Lisa. You know." So there was a lot of randoms in that opening title card. Um, and so we're, we're back in, baby. We're back in the scene. We open up with the Toms. They're in the Tom-mobile, the Tom motorcycle, which is just... I mean, it is funny. Like, we're now at a place where they have, like, Batmobiles. They have props. But I'm down for it, man. Like, I... Ariana told me, like, they really do have the Tom-Tom motorcycle in their garage. And it's like... Could you imagine, like, hey, can I go out to uh, uh, your your garage to get a soda in your your garage fridge? I'm assuming they have a garage fridge. And then I go out there, and then I just see it, and I'm just like... And then I start humping it. <laughs> Ariana comes out, I'm like, uh, uh. so I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm so sorry. This isn't working. This is... That's disgusting. Nobody should ever have sex with a motorcycle with a sidecar. Um... So the Toms are in the motorcycle and they're wearing these really ugly green sweaters, which is so weird. And Tom Schwartz is like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and Tom's animal smiling. And the song is all like, like uppity is like, come on now. Get it, get it. Come on now. Get it, get it, get it. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. And you know, you're like, holy shit. Am I having the time of my life or what? Tom Schwartz just said, "Yeah, they're in green sweaters. We got the Tom Tom mobile. We got loud music. I might be fooled into liking this." All of a sudden, we go to Tom Tom. We see Richardson, the manager, and Rich- Lisa goes, "Oh, we're we're about to open next week. You know, we're about to open next week. I'm so stressed." And Richardson's like, "I I breathe in peacefulness and I exhale." Uh, bad... St- I excel bad stuff. And then we go to DJ James Kennedy's... This is like catching up with everybody really quick. It's called a montage, folks. DJ James Kennedy, we go to him, and he's DJing. He's like, let's go! Let's fucking go! I'm DJ James Kennedy! Top man! He's a bad man! Who says? Um... And then we uh, we realize he's DJing in like a guest room with all this like, um, you know, just like luggage and shit just thrown there. And he's like, let's fucking go. And then all of a sudden you hear Raquel go, James, can you? James, can you help me lift this table? And he's like, "Uh, of course, babe, of course. Then he's like, make some fucking noise. And I was like, okay, this is still, I'm still with this. I still like it. Uh, I'm totally into it. Then we go to Lala's house, and she's pulling out breast milk from the fridge. And, of course, Lala tastes the breast milk because, remember, she loves uh, a baby bottle that relaxes her when we saw her on the Cabo vacation. And uh, she goes, pretty good, actually. <laughs> and it was a little too on the nose for me. It was like, it felt a little like the producer was like, Lala, can we pitch you some ideas? Here's one. You're eating cereal, but you're eating it with a gallon of breast milk that we have you squeeze out of your boobs right into the bowl of your golden grams. And she's like, no. And like, how about this? We have you taste a little bit and put it in your coffee. And she's like, bingo. Then we go to Katie and Ariana. They are meeting up to walk their dogs. And, uh, you know, this is we're trying to introduce everybody. So, okay, And then we get to the piece de resistance. We meet Summer Moon. She is that. Yeah, we meet Summer Moon, Sheena's baby. And she's like and it's like uh, she's like. I'm going to give you a manicure. Do you want like coffin shape or oval shape? And it's really cute though, because I got to say, I've really just wanted to see Sheena be a mom for so many reasons, because it's just, it's like one of those things that's like cute, but at the same time is funny. It works on so many different levels for me. Uh, I'm already shocked that there's not like photos in there of sheena with the baby or you know like she posts photos of like her boyfriends and husbands and all that stuff you know like they're her art in her thing so i'm like why isn't there baby art of like sheena's baby which she, there probably is we just didn't see it so we get to see that and then all of a sudden the toms pull up to tom tom and we see ken like i said he looks barely alive he's just like whoa and um you know the and and tom uh, king goes the twins are here and lisa's in a talking head goes uh we you know tom (laughs) having a stroke uh lisa in a talking head is like you know it's been a long two years but now everybody's back and ready to party which means we're back baby and um Schwartz goes oh it's so refreshing to see your faces and Lisa's like you're the only two that have not had babies over the break and then Sandoval's like we've tried but something was wrong with the plumbing and here's the deal I know Tom doesn't have a lisp but I'm going to be imitating him with a lisp but I will say I do and I've always believed there is a tiny lisp Am I the only one that hears it? And it doesn't matter if I am because I will be continued to do Tom Sandoval with a full lisp. And that's fine. So Schwartz in a talking head goes, oh, me and Katie had a two-month window where we were trying to have a baby. And he's eating chips, which is like, yo, dude, you're at a job. You're in a talking head. Put the chips down. Like, we're eating in our talking heads now? No, 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 no. And the producer's like, what is a, what does that mean you were trying? He's like, uh having sex when we were like supposed to, when we were like scheduling it. And remember, Tom and Katie have both admitted, this is two-sided, that they do not like each other physically. They do not like to have sex. They like to watch Pauly Shore movies and eat candy with each other, which is a valid form of relationship. I'm not knocking that. I love uh, Son and, I love the one Pauly Shore movie and I love candy. It. it So I get it, but they both don't enjoy the crevices of each other's bodies. And that's, like I said, totally fine. So the thought of them having to get on a schedule to, like, hump, you know they're, like, you know they're aggravated. Katie's, like, yelling at them, like, no, ah, you're hurting me. Oh, babe, I didn't know. What do you want— oh and you can just tell they're really excited when it's done and then they're like oh I like that Bubba and they call each other Bubba too much you know it's like you know it's like some things should be private like I don't even want to picture it the fact that I'm picturing it right now it's like it's already too much Um, And then we go back to Tom Tom and Nicolene, Nicolene the designer is there. You remember Lisa Vanderpump will always be like, Nicolene has done the most amazing job with Vanderpump rules in Vegas, Vanderpump cocktail party in Vegas. But I gotta say, what is going on with this Nicolene? Lisa is so into this Nicolene, and I gotta tell you, I like their places, but it's like, (laughs) you know, I've I've seen chandeliers before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, you know, steampunk. I get it. I get it. Like, it's like too much, you know, it's like there's too many pieces and it's just like if something breaks, it's like a clock. And it, I, I don't know, but it's like they're so committed to this nickel lane Oh, Nick lane he's fabulous. Oh, Nick lane And what I'm saying is I think they're having sex. That is what I'm getting to. But even when I would see Lisa and Ken pull up, nickel lane and his wife would always like, like, they hang out. Like... It's weird. Like I know decor is a big part of any place, right? But like is it that big of a part? You know what I'm saying? Like like maybe switch it up. Maybe like see if Nick has a brother to design something, you know? Um so I wrote, honestly, what is going on with Nicolay? So Sandoval and I talking to Ed goes, I don't know if Letha and Ken know this, but um we're opening up a new place. I don't know if they know it or not. And then we get a flashback to them in their new bar space. And him and Schwartz and Schwartz is like, oh, this is sexy. And Sandoval's like, oh, my God, bro. Up there, we're going to put a double-decker booth that you can, like, eat and drink in. And Schwartz is like, no. And I was like, double-decker booth? Like, here's the deal. I love Sandoval. Love his ideas. He really is a visionary, so I'm going to go with there. But it sounded nuts. And I really do want to... I hear it's in the La Pobell UCB area on Franklin. I really I I've got I mean, you know I'm gonna spend my weekend money there. You know I'm gonna be there, folks. But that's not, now I'm gonna have to like split my time between Tom Tom and there. It's just like another place. But I guess maybe when I'm feeling I don't know, when do I go to Schwartz and Sandys? Maybe Tom Tom, like is Tom like Lisa'll be like, Tom Tom's the place to bring your mistress. Schwartz and Sandys is the place to bring your Tinder date. And uh, hump him in the bathroom okay so schwartz goes i have a hard on sandoval with your ideas and then tom sandoval in a talking head goes in the mafia you know doing a side gig is sometimes not a good thing and kin is like we have much to do at tom tom and sandoval goes hey, to be honest you guys we're slammed at the moment and lisa's like i Heard a rumor about you two that I'm not sure if it's true or not. Are you two opening up another restaurant or bar? And Schwartz and Sandoval look at each other and they're like, Schwartz is is like, yeah. And Sandoval's like, "Yeah," And uh, Lisa's like, Oh, so what is it then? What what is the concept? And Sandoval's like, if James Thoreau, it's like a light artist, went to his grandma's and then took acid, and they're like, Okay, does it have a name? And Sandoval's like, Yeah, the name is Schwartz and sandy's And then we cut back to Katie and Ariana telling and Katie telling Ariana i i hate that name schwartz and sandys and katie and i talking that goes you know they're doing a funkadelic funky fresh and it's like i lost my boner that is the exact point my mom was like why are these girls saying boners she hates when girls talk about boners and also the fact that katie admits that she has a boner you know anyway so katie says um you know to ariana i want to help get this place going and ariana and a talking head goes tom will not love it we uh you know me and katie get along but they do not and i am pretty sure he is gonna fucking hate it (laughs) so we go back to lisa and lisa's uh and ken and ken's like we admire you for that and ken's like restauranteering is not easy and they all hug and lisa goes Next time, can you not wear those green sweaters? <laughs> and they all share a <laughs> laugh. And now we go over to Sir. Now, remember, there's no reason in God's green earth that Sir should still be open. It just is a very, very... um it's like planet Hollywood without the memorabilia except the memorabilia is like oh that's where Jax humped that customer or that's when uh that's where Kristen said suck a dick like that's the memorabilia you're dealing with but it's just memories in your head like I, I would almost rather it at this point have framed photos of all the seasons and like Jax's chunky knit sweater in like a glass box or something you know like it is a dirty dirty smelly place no offense to anybody that works there still I really appreciate it and I'll still go in there I was just in there the other day. I I still spend... I still spend money in there. It is still a place... My, my mom loves Sir. You know? That's how... You know? So, anyways. We see a busy making food, serving drinks. We see Raquel with a mask on going... Here you go, um, to putting the drink down. And then Charlie is is there working. We see Charlie again. And Lisa comes up to Charlie and Raquel, who are talking about um, work or drinks. And Lisa's like, uh, how are you? And Charlie's like, today I got three auditions. And Lisa goes, I don't want to lose you, Charlie. Charlie. And then Charlie goes, "Okay, I got to go do my drinks. And then uh, it's Lisa and Raquel. And Lisa goes, how's James been? And she goes, so good. He'll be in here later tonight. He's going to be two years sober in two months. And then Raquel in a talking head goes, he's been sober ever since I gave him the ultimatum. And then she tells Lisa, which is, by the way, this is like, why would you ever tell somebody that's, like, worried about somebody goes, James is sober, but he still smokes weed every single day, Lisa. And then in a talking head, Rico goes, he's California sober, you could say. Uh, California sober, of course, is what Demi Lovato is. It's where you do not do, what is it? It's. You don't do alcohol or hard drugs, but you can smoke a lot of weed. And listen, whatever floats your boat. I don't know what to say. It does. It's. It sometimes doesn't make sense to me, but I guess anybody's sobriety sobriety doesn't need to make sense for me, sense to me, as long as it makes sense to you. But also, it kind of seems like a cheat because you're then still potentially not dealing with the emotional problems that turned you to alcohol anyways, and you've just turned to another vice to not deal with your emotional problems, which I think we see with DJ James Kennedy in this in a bit, that I don't think he still dealt with half of his emotional problems. And guess what? Like, weed can fucking, like, mellow you out and make you not deal with your problems. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. It can also make you eat a whole lot of Taco Bell, like, just an insane amount of Taco Bell, and also just stare at the TV going, oh, I... Did I... You can't, like... I. When I hit... When the times I've gotten really high, it'll be like, do I understand what I'm watching? <laughs> like, you'll have that moment of like, okay, wait a second. Who's that guy? Wait a sec. Who's... Where am I? What a... What year is it? Like, you'll just start going... And then you'll be like, oh, oh, wait. Okay, no, no, no. I know who that guy is. That's, uh... That's Spock. That's Spock. That's Spock. And, you know, you'll just it's it's sometimes not fun so you're like literally putting obstacles in your way of your own memory you know and then sometimes you'll giggle at it and like the giggle is always like the best part of any like kind of hive like Hee-hee-hee. but other than that like sometimes i don't know but it was it was fun when you first discover weed uh in college you know or for me it was college like junior year and i you know like i'm talking very occasionally but where it would just knock you out and then you would watch south park episodes and you'd be like oh mr hanky the christmas poo <laughs> and then you would eat a lot of taco bell and you'd be like oh my god this is amazing everything was amazing but you know time and time and place you know tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24 7 u.s based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know what's so frustrating, folks? I'm on a bed and I have my mic stand like on the bed and then I'll get going and I'll say something and it'll knock the cord out, but I won't know. So I'll go on for like 10 minutes of just weird ranting like I just did with that marijuana thing. And then I realize it's not been recording. And then you have to go back and redo a scene with DJ James Kennedy and Lisa Vanderpump. And that's when you know that's pretty embarrassing when you've just done like a 10-minute scene. And now you have to re-record it. Ah, ah the science of this. Okay so James comes into sir and to see Lisa and uh Lisa's like H-? she goes look what the pussy's dragged in have you been behaving yourself, DJ James Kennedy? And he's like, Yeah, I've done so much self-reflecting, Lisa. Life's been great for me. And then a talking head and he goes, DJ James Kennedy sobers on another level. I know it sounds cocky, but that's the truth. And then we back to Lisa, and he's like, I'd love to get back in the DJ's booth, Lisa. And Lisa goes, We've talked about how you speak to people. And get this, folks. So Max and DJ James Kennedy are friends, but they got into a huge fight, I guess, at a restaurant. And then DJ James Kennedy texted Max and texted him these. You're fat and no one likes you. Which, by the way, this is literally my inner monologue all the time. You're fat, no one likes you. You're miserable and you always have been. Come outside, you fat prick. And then I can only think about one thing, about how fat you look. Like... Dude, DJ James Kennedy, this it like I if I had a friend that fucking said this to me, I would die. I would literally like DJ James Kennedy doesn't mess around. This is sober supposedly, you guys, or on a bunch of weed. How are you calling people fat on weed? Like how is this happening at all? It makes no sense. And uh DJ James Kennedy's like yeah, Lisa, that was horrible. Me me and Max, we went to Dan Tanner's and we had a Caesar salad and I wanted to split the salad. And I asked the waitress for another plate, but there's a $10 charge for the split salad. Chalo- well, Max wanted to split the salad and I said, Max, there's a $10 split plate charge. And, uh, you know, you fool, it costs extra money to do that. You know, we can split it without doing that. It's 10 bucks. And, uh, and a talking head goes, you don't want to work the waitress that much because why am I paying $45 for a chicken parmesan for? Like, he's freaking out in the talking head. And But by the way, I was kind of worried that he wouldn't be DJ James Kennedy without the alcohol. Turns out he's just as insane without the alcohol. it not it, it crazy that you're like, oh my God, the alcohol's not the problem here? It's you? It's been you all along? And... Um Kennedy tells Lisa it's just a little bummer about our friendship, and he's like, and then. Uh, you know, I started splashing water at him. I was like, I took the water cup and I was like, no, no. And then uh, Max was like, he was going to hit me. Which by the way, if you fucking called me fat four times and then started splashing water in my face. Yeah, I'd probably run into you with my fat ass. And, uh, you know, he goes, and he stands up and a a big, big fight. Everyone's looking at us. And, uh, you know, he, the bloke, he just, it was, it was too much. And, um, and Lisa goes, I don't blame him. For uh, uh, standing up and almost fighting you, and then Lisa goes to Jamie. Goes, you might not be a drunk asshole, but you're still an asshole, which is, I mean, dead on right. So new scene. Um, why do I wait? What White House, October twentieth? I don't know what that. Oh, oh, sorry, there was a preview. For Winterhouse, October 20th. I was like, what note is this? Okay, sorry. Winterhouse, October 20th. Okay, we're at Sheena and Brock's apartment in Hollywood. Which I'm like, okay. She gave up her Maria Del Rey place, but now she's a place in Hollywood. And you guys, not disappointed. They have fucking pics everywhere of Brock and Sheena naked, pregnant, on the walls already. And I told you, like, I tried to get one of those... In fact, somebody messaged me that they actually got the, the one with Sheena and Shay, the marriage photo that she used to have on her wall. Maritza was supposed to get that for me and actually had DM conversations with Sheena, not knowing it was for me. And Sheena said, yeah, um, I just need you to come and get it for me out of my storage shelter in Covina or wherever she her parents live. And But I was like, damn it, what a missed opportunity to get that photo. I'll never... I'll never forgive myself for not being able to get that, you know. I'll never forgive Meditza, actually. Meditza, if you're listening, I that was that was a bad move. We we really needed to push a little bit more to get that photo. But hopefully, one day when Sheena has her second baby, I can get one of these photos from the wall because this is pretty good. They're they're nude, they're buff, they're pregnant. It's all happening on these photos, um, and uh, it. I will say it's like. There is a very type of person, and no offense if you're one of these people, that have huge blown up pictures of themselves in repose on their walls. It's always a certain type of person. And do you notice they all wind up on reality shows? (laughs) Like whether it be Dorit or Sheener or anybody, you know, it's like they all wind up on reality shows. If you're thinking about putting a full body shot of yourself on your wall, in an artistic fashion, you are right. You're. We need you. We need you on a reality show pronto. Um, so uh, Brock comes in. I don't know from where because I don't think he has a job. And uh, she's like, hey, honey. And he's like, how's yours been doing? <laughs> I can't do an Australian accent. But it's like he has a little bit higher pitched voice for such a beefy guy. And she's like, I fed her from both boobs. She pooped twice. And he's like, how you been doing this all by yourself? (laughs) How you been doing this all by yourself? And um, Sheena goes, Brock and I have been together two years now. Like, I saw him at a concert. He's like this hot Aquaman guy. And all the immediately, he picked me up in a dirty dancing way, which is like you meet somebody, and all of a sudden, like, I just picture this on some kind of rave outside dance field. And Sheena looks at a big buff guy and he's like, Yeah, come on. Let me pick you up in the air. Come here, Sheena. I'm going to throw your little body all around. <laughs> and, um,. And uh, she's like, he had a hot accent and then Brock in a talking head, which Brock's suit in the talking head. It's like this gold uh, polyester Bee Gees looking weird. He's just he's it's one of the weirder looks. But like he has like a little, I think, gap in his tooth, too. It's like a whole I i think I like Brock, actually. Um, I need to definitely know way more about him. But uh, he's like, I 100% relied on my accent to get her. <laughs> she was like the pandemic hit and then we lived together and then nine months later we had a baby brock is definitely the one i know i said the same thing about shay and about the guy who hung the tv and the guy i bought a penguin for but i've never felt this secure and in love and um yeah and then he's like you're a little bug in a rug to the baby <laughs> yeah, right. I'll work on the brock. you're a little bug in the rug so a new scene um Lala uh, Lala lets her know about her pregnancy journey and we literally see you guys we see Ocean we see Ocean slide right out of her vagina she goes my kid just slipped right out of my cookie and then we see it like it like shot out of there I mean, even I was like, whoa, and we see Randall in the room, and she's like, breastfeeding is awesome, and she's walking around with pumps on her breasts, Um, there's a shot of Rand uh, on the phone in the bed while she's pumping, and Lala's like, Randall won't try my breast milk, and it would be so hot, I want my man to milk me, I'm like, okay, Lala, by the way, have I told you guys that story where, God, this is a long time ago. But my friend Jocelyn was pregnant and she had a pump and we were at this party with all of our friends. But then a lot of friends that didn't know us as a friend group, you know, and didn't know like that we not get crazy, but we have fun, you know. And, and then Jocelyn was like, I dare you to drink my breast milk. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And... It, like it finally went up to where our buddy Jeff would give me a hundred dollars to drink the breast milk, and I was a little tipsy. And uh, but I was like, also, I need, you know, I was like, hundred bucks, hundred bucks, you know. So I drank the breast milk, and then a couple of these friends that I didn't know, they got disgusted and left. <laughs> they got disgusted and left. But it was also like grow up. But I guess you could say the same thing about me. I'm drinking breast milk for money. Um, and also, the thing was I think also the thing was that I got like almost sick. I was like, Ugh! Uh, like I, you know, when you, you know, psych yourself out, you're like, oh, I just drank my friend's breast milk. Uh, you know, I, I don't. So, and then I, and that's you know, what sucked about being mar- married, no offense, is, um, is that I had to, I had to give the hundred to my wife, you know, it, it, and it's like she was like, "Give that to me," and I was like, "Okay," and it's like I'm the one that drank the breast milk, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what? Sometimes I'll tell stories and I'll be like, "It's I know exactly how I got here. I know exactly how I got here doing a podcast. Like I know it. I know exactly how it all fits together." <laughs> so Katie comes over to La La. Lala's. And Lala, her book, Give La, Lala, by the way, go back and listen to Lala on So Bad Is Good last week. Uh, we talked about her book a lot. And she's like, I started doing press at 6 a.m. for the book. And I'm like, well, people like this. And I share too much. I've been writing this for over a year now. And, you know, it's, you know, did I tell any deep, dark secrets? And there was this one we talked about it on the pod where she put Randall's toothbrush up her butt after the fight. And now when I'm pissed, Randall will think twice about brushing his teeth. We see a shot of Randall brushing his teeth and then Lala tells Katie, I've had two babies this year, which I'm assuming the book is one of the babies. And by the way, then there's a shot of the book literally just falling right out of Lola's, or just shooting right out of her vagina. Um, we're in a new scene um, and it's with Sheena and Brock and <laughs> Brock is, are we chilling with this? Are we, <laughs> are we chilling with this baby and for you the birthday? And then she was like, Brock, did you forget about my birthday? And Brock's like, I completely forgot your birthday surprise is a surprise for me as well. (laughs) She goes, I I need to invite Tom and Katie. I keep forgetting to do that. And then we go back to Lala and Katie. And uh, Lala has wrapped up ocean like a tiny burrito. And Katie goes. She's so cute. <laughs> Katie literally goes, yeah, she's so cute. Anyways, um, babies are burritos. Okay, I got it. Katie goes, "Uh, I just got a text. Sheena just invited me to her birthday party. And Lala makes a face and goes, "Uh," And then Lala goes, what does it say? And then Katie's like, my day is this week. with are doing hibachi chef at Ariana and Tom's intimate out an intimate hibachi, which by the way, all of my favorite hibachis are intimate. You know, you, you just like a nice two person hibachi in a romantic setting where you can just be nude. That is the way to hibachi. Um, I would love for all of you to come. Just let me know. And then Katie goes, Lala, how are you in China? And Lala goes, well, I'm not getting texts inviting me to her birthday. And uh, then we go back to Sheena and Brock's like, is Lala aware? Uh, how is Lala in this whole situation? I can't even, this is not, is Lala in this whole situation? I can't, So, hey guys, can somebody teach me how to do an Australian? Accent? What, hey guys, what if I take a class to do an Australian? Accent? that's how serious i take (laughs) that she goes she doesn't know how upsetting it is that i had a miscarriage and then she had dinner with celebrities and there's a flashback to sheena's vlog where she's crying again she's like i thought i would be with my friends all pregnant and now i'm not which is a dark thought in terms of miscarriage but i guess that's a very common thought but she's i think talking about all the vanderpump rules babies like, everybody was pregnant at the same time, and her thought was, I want to be with everybody at that same time, too. So that's where Sheena's he- head was at, you know? And Sheena goes, I needed her to be there that night in Prom Springs, and she needed to eat with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, because that's literally where Lala was with, because they were both in Midnight in the Switchgrass that Randall was directing. And then, remember... Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox don't even talk to them anymore. So just goes to show you, not not everything—everybody tries to look cool and get clout and all this bullshit. Your friends are your friends. Always remember that. There's always going to be bigger, brighter people or, you know, more stars and all that shit, but they're not your real friends. And I'm not saying that Lala and Sheener are real friends, but it's also an important thing to remember— All objects look shiny and new at times. But remember, the people that were always there for you are going to be the people that are always going to be there for you. And sometimes we might stray, but you always got to go back to those people. You know, that was a little. That's one to grow on from so bad it's good. So Lala uh, is talking to Katie and goes, "Uh, Brock was like golfing that night. Back to Sheena. And she's like, I saw you run like a golf course because I And By the way, she says that she has like loc- like Brock's location at all times on her phone. Who are these insane people that give each other their locations? Like, I don't want anybody to know where I'm at any time. Like. I don't know. I mean, if you're a girl, I get it because men are fucking horrible and we do need to be like, like, you know, it, it's, it's, men are horrible to women. So yeah, women, I totally get like having to keep your tracking on and all that stuff. But like, why would I ever give like, I, I don't know, like, I, I think it also was being married too, is that sometimes you're just like, uh, not that I got overly private, but there is a part of me that's like, I don't know. I got to think that thought out a little bit more. Um, So um then lala tells katie then sheena decided to go on her pod and say that i wasn't there for her when she miscarried and we get to hear a little clip of shenanananigans sheena's podcast and brock goes do better lala do better (laughs) imagine a big chunky australian saying do better lala and lala says um I received DMs saying I should have miscarried ocean. These messages sent me in a full on spiral. I was worried something bad would happen. And it is hard because Lala comes off as such a tough ass. So it's really hard to like really picture her like, was she really that freaked? Like, was she? But the thing is, she probably was. It probably is really like, remember, I've gotten a few nasty DMs and all that stuff, and they always suck. But imagine getting, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of nasty DMs and stuff. It really does. It's got to you know, as Brock would say, do better. And um, Sheena goes, Randall and Lala know I've been day one. I've had their back. I am so forgiving. I'm still going to invite them. <laughs> so we've got over this whole thing of I like that they have fought this whole time. They've had their babies. And Sheena's like, cameras are on. It's time to forgive. <laughs> and uh you know lala back at katie goes she won't get uh invite from me you can sting the bees nest but eventually the bees gonna come back on you and then all of a sudden we hear lala get a text and she's like uh 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 she disinvited me hibachi sounds good (laughs) and she goes fuck that bitch sure i'll come to your birthday lol new scene we're at Tom and Ariana's house in Valley Village. They wake up in bed, and you guys, I this is, like, the coolest thing in the world. Tom has, like, these hidden, like, in his shelving units, he has a mini-fridge and, like, a Keurig and all that stuff. But it's, like, I have a mini-fridge in my room, and it's, like, a cool mini-fridge, but it's, like, there's a dorm room vibe sometimes in my room because I don't want to go all the way down to the kitchen You know, I'm on the second floor. I don't want to go all out of the kitchen sometimes to get my beverages. You know, but his is hidden in cabinetry, so it looks all cool. Like mine, you can just see that there's a fridge. You know, like I think that's that's the way to go. And then all of a sudden, it's not just a Keurig. Then he gussies up, makes Ariana a latte. This dude knows how his way around everything. It's like I just love hidden compartments. And like gadgetry like that. I was just like, I, I couldn't even pay attention to what they were saying from this point. I just kept like, I started fantasizing about like what I would love to do with my room. And then I started fantasizing about when I was a kid and I thought a tree house. I was like, you know, it's like you have three pieces of one. You're like, I'll do like a four story treehouse, And then I'll put couches in there and I'll put a fridge. And you're like eight years old. It's none of it's going to come to fruition. Um, and then we get to the point where it's like, Everybody made fun of us flat Ethan for not having furniture in our place. But guess who has furniture now? There's chairs everywhere. And there's a flashback. We get a flashback, you guys, of Jax Taylor. The one point we see Jax Taylor is making fun of their house and not having furniture in it. And Tom's like, you can all shut up now. There's chairs everywhere. And then Ariana's like, Sheena's calling me. Happy birthday, they all say. And Sheena's like, I'm so excited for later. Thank you so much for doing this. And Tom's like, you know I love to throw a party here and Sheena goes this morning i was listening to a podcast and the guest was lala and she asked they asked about you and she said and then they played a clip which is like this is my dream i need a clip to be played of the my podcast in the show and the the question was how are you and ariana and lala was like you don't give a fuck about me i don't give a fuck about you let's not even pretend and ariana's like what the fuck is she talking about I don't give a fuck about 99% of people, but I went out of my way to talk to Lala, to be about Lala. I opened up to her about my anxiety, about my body issues, and we get flashbacks of all of this. Uh, I had told her that my ex-boyfriend told me my vagina was disgusting, and then she goes, I even let the girl eat my cookie. Okay, ladies, let's talk about it. First off, Ariana, don't love that I had explained to my mom what getting a cookie eaten meant, even though maybe my mom secretly did know and she was trying to act. Who knows? I'll ask her that tomorrow. I should have asked her that on the pod. Anyways, so the the cookie eating is... Uh, that that all happens. But, like, can we... Is that how we're going to talk about it? Is that how we say it? Is it... Like, so, girls, when you're going down on another girl, is that, like, eat my cookie? Like, can we... I, I I mean everybody can have what they but like eat my cookie like what like you know like can we think of something sexier and I know you're okay this no I'm not thinking about it the right way cuz I know it's not for me I know it's not it's, uh, it's not for me to love you know but you guys know what I'm saying about like eat my cookie it just I don't know I think we can like come up with something better you know can I soak with you uh <laughs> um so uh ariana tells sheena well thank you so much for that that's annoying and i hate it and tom says well maybe she's just saying it to be controversial and you know get them pick up publicity for a book and ariana's like don't use me to get attention i'm over being reasonable and chill fuck her and so new scene we're at lisa's villa rosa we see hanky and panky the gooses uh we see max is there and we see james comes in or no, Max is there with Lisa, her his mom, and uh, she tells Max, uh, James is coming, and Max is like, why is that? Well, you know, he came into the restaurant the other day, Max, and you walked away. You know, he wants to come back on your territory, and you have to work it out since you're there five days a week. I will say, and this comes to fruition more even in this scene, I'm shocked at how much play Lisa is letting DJ James Kennedy have in the sense of... I would hope if somebody called me fat like a billion times over text message and my mom knew about it, then my mom wouldn't be like, you've got to make it work, Maxwell. You've got to make it work because it's your territory. Like, what? Like, it almost feels like he's a star of the show. You have to make it work, Max. You are not the star. (laughs) DJ James Kennedy is my son that's a lead on the show, and you're just my son. Um... So DJ James Kennedy goes, when I'm summoned to Villa Rosa, it's like I'm in the principal's office. I don't remember what to say. You know, I don't remember what I did. I'm being mental. <laughs> and uh, DJ James Kennedy meets Lisa and Lisa's like, hello. And, he's, and she's like, Max is here. I don't want to blindside you. And he goes, 100%. And Max goes, James. And uh, he goes, hello. How are you, mate? good good to see you and lisa in a talking head says out of all of the people she always does that in the talking out of all when she's trying to be serious out of all of the people my son is the only person who's been on james kennedy's side this is relationship is worth saving and uh max goes why were you so aggressive and uh He goes, you know, you went off DJ James Kennedy. It doesn't make sense. I thought you were on drugs. And then DJ James Kennedy looks at him like, "Uh, oh, he goes, we both took that pre-workout pill, Max. (laughs) So he literally goes, we both took that pre-workout pill. And Lisa's like, what's a pre-workout pill? And he goes, it's a vitamin. (laughs) It's a supplement to give energy, a vitamin. We both took it, Max. And he's starting to freak out. And then Max goes, and you freaked out. What, uh, uh, he goes, well, why, why are you the only one that freaked out, DJ James Kennedy? And he goes, you know what, Max? You were totally chill because you literally bummed me out after a $10 surcharge. And Max is like, you're getting hyper, DJ James Kennedy. And he goes, I'm asking you to take 5% of the blame. And Max is like, I'm not going to take any part of the blame you're playing the victim i'm not playing the victims and max goes how many times have i had to accept your behavior because of alcohol how many times have i had to go out with you and make excuses for you every time i went out and you drank and you know it and dj Jim's going he goes i didn't mean any of the things i texted you and Max is like, you know how many times I've stood up for you? And then he goes, you already said that, Max. And Max goes, oh, okay, cool. And he gets up and he goes, you know what? I don't want you at Sir anymore. And uh, he goes, oh, now it's it's going to be like that, huh? Okay, Max, you got what you wanted. And Max goes, I can feel your adrenaline coming from here. And then DJ James Kennedy goes, you're being weak. He's being weak, Lisa. He has a wussy energy spewing up him. And then Max goes, I love you, Mom. You're a fucking idiot. Stay out of, sir. And then DJ James Kennedy goes, you're just a boring little boy you've always been. And Lisa goes, stop. I'm sorry, Lisa. I have to stand up for myself. And this is when I wish Ken had come in and be like, I'm going to knock your spark off, DJ James Kennedy. Remember that one time DJ he caught DJ James Kennedy drunk and he got fresh with Ken? And he's like, I'm going to knock your spark plug out but seriously if i was lisa's son i would be so livid at lisa like he's like oh he's a pussy wussy boy with a little gina instead of a penis and lisa's like oh come on you guys make up, please it's so weird so lisa lisa goes bye max (laughs) <laughs> and then D.J. James goes I don't recognize him I don't recognize him he's not the same and he starts crying and it just made me think of all the times D.J. James crying he is the number one crier on reality television It definitely been he's given us so many amazing Lisa don't fire me why do I do this oh why would I treat my friend like that if he really why if I really care about someone why do I treat people like that i don't know (laughs) we're in a new scene schwartz is with katie katie's cutting his hair and he's like thank you for doing this bro and he goes i feel like i've been a little self-absorbed about the bar lately and katie goes since we aren't having a baby maybe your restaurant could be my baby and katie's like i've had more restaurant experience than you my mom ran a restaurant and I've been working for her at 13 and we get a shot of Katie in her little waitress outfit at 13. It was actually pretty cute. Um, and then Tom Schwartz goes in a talking goes, well, Katie, I know she doesn't like people and the restaurant really revolves around that. So I don't know if it's going to work. Imagine, imagine your husband busting you out on TV because Katie kind of hates uh, other humans. So I don't think it'll work, but I... I don't know. It could maybe. Who knows? I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> Katie, do you want any candy? I'm going to make a candy run. Um, so Katie and I talking to Ed goes, they would be idiots not to take my help. And she goes, let's talk to Sandoval and see what my position can be. And he's like, what would that position be, Bubba? And she goes, head bitch in charge. So we're in a new scene. Brock and Sheena walk up to the party. Tom Sandoval's already in this, like, he has a pink wig. And, like, I wonder, I got to talk to Tom about what his look is this season. Like, he does have, like, visions and all that stuff of, like, what. It is very, like, it's like Lady Gaga or Madonna. Like, they have eras, you know? I'm wondering what era this is for Tom. Because it's definitely, he has thought about it. I know he has uh charlie all the cast members start filing in charlie is very excited to see ariana's dog charlotte um, ma- tom's making all these specialty drinks ariana says something about i don't have anything oh because the dress code is like pink and black and uh ariana says i don't have anything black to drink except my uh, black to wear except for my soul um and raquel goes hey, brock how are you how is daddy and brock goes that is good and then he goes, oh, I shouldn't be saying that to you. <laughs> and then Lala shows up by herself. And she's like, What? Habachi in the backyard? Why is everybody dressed all fancy? And Sheena's like, My party is mom's night out, it's pink and black. And then Sanibel's like, I made thee drink, Summer Thieve, Summer's Night, and Ocean. And Schwartz goes, summer z that's like not the best choice dude and sheena's like that's what i clean my vagina with and then lala tells katie i still douche with it (laughs) so we're having all of a sudden we're like talking about massingil douche or something which i gotta tell you folks we're honest here i still don't know like what do you girls do like is this like do you See I always talk to you guys about this shit but Like I didn't know what pelvic floor was Until you guys came along I didn't know so many things Maybe it's just pelvic floor But I didn't know so many things But this is another thing Like I know douche is supposed to I think like make a vagina smell good But like Do you like insert it in Like how do you know Like there's so many Like how do you know Do you? Is it a daily thing is it like a weekly or a monthly thing? Is it like, like, ooh, I'm, not, I'm, you know what, do you, I'm trying not to be offensive here, but I just don't know what the proper, like, how do you know when you need to use it? Like, do you use it like multiple times a day? Is it like reapplying lip gloss? Like, are we, or do we douche after every bathroom? Like. Do you carry douche around with you in your purses? What does it even look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it a huge bottle? Is it a small bottle? Is it a glass bottle? I have so many questions about this stuff, but I'm scared to ask. But I guess I just did. So they're all laughing about the douche comments and Tom's making delicious drinks. And then they're like, magic, showtime. We've got this magician, Ben Sidimna. Sy- Sy- And Lala on a talking goes, Really, Sheena? Hired a magician for your grown-ass birthday party? And Sheena, of course, is, like, making huge faces with this guy doing magic. They all are. But Sheena's like, Oh. My. God. And Lala's like, When Randall hires magicians for her kid's birthday, his kid's birthday party, that's what magicians are for. And then Ben's like, Sheena, do you mind if I do a trick with your ring? And she's like, She's like, okay, And she's looking around like, oh, my God, I did. And she puts the ring and he ties it to this balloon with a string and then he lets it go. And then Brock's like, fuck you, mate. I bought that ring for her and hits the. No. Um, She's like, oh, my God, I saw the ring go over the power lines. And then Ben's like, Sheena, I got you a gift earlier. Will you go get it? And she goes and gets a wrapped gift. And you guys, I shit you not. She opens the gift, and guess what? Her ring is in there from her first marriage with Shay. (laughs) What if you? (laughs) She's like, this is my first ring? How did you get this? Um, No, it's her ring. And I got to tell you, that shit, like, it's always like, here's the deal. We know there's an explanation, right? But, like, I'll never take the time to find out. Like, I'm not going to study. Like, you know, like, I, I've already settled on being a podcaster. I'm not going to be a magician. Like, I, I was amazed by the trick as well. But what's funny is to see the, uh, the people's reactions. Like, Katie literally turns to Schwartz and it's like, oh, my God. Like, you see her look like, you see her thought is like, the devil's at play. You know, like, everybody is just so, so flabbergasted. Like, people are crying, like, oh, this is unholy. Oh, make it stop. How did he have the ring? <laughs> What's in the box? Um, It is a very impressive trick, though. But I just wish, I wish, like, you know, you're you're amazed. I wish you could be amazed by magic for an hour and then be like, I wish part of magic was like, okay, tell me now. Tell me how you did it. Like, I wish that was the other 50% of magic of, like, Blown away, you get to spend an hour being like, holy shit, how did that happen? And then like, okay, tell me. Okay, you know what I did? Like, I would I would love to go to bed at night knowing how they did that, you know? It would be cool if they're like, it actually just is magic. We, I don't know. So they all gather around the table for hibachi. We meet the chefs, Jonathan and Jonathan too. Uh, Charlie makes a joke about having a threesome with Jonathan's. Uh, Katie says, to Sandoval sitting next to it. She goes, I was talking to Tom about my role in the business. And Tom, you can already tell us like, yeah. Um, And she was like, I was thinking I could be like a maitre d'. And Tom goes, Katie, do you really want to do that? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, okay. And Lala's like, have you settled on a name yet? And Sandoval's like, I know our name brings value. Have you ever heard of Schwartz and Thandy? Tom says. And then Katie's like, No, and I'm glad I haven't. At the end of the day, Schwartz doesn't like it, Katie says. And Tom goes, He actually does like it. And then Katie goes, He doesn't. And then Sandoval says, When Schwartz walks up, he goes, I bought, I, brought, I bought seven domains today. And Schwartz is like, as long as you didn't buy Schwartz and Sandy's, bro. And and Sandoval's like, it was $18, Schwartz. And Katie says, the name grates on me. And Schwartz says, it doesn't grate on me. And Tom says in a talking head, if you're going to say my name grates on you, I'm going to need to see some receipts on what you've done and your execution of amazingness. And, uh, and I goes, stop, you guys. No, Sandoval goes, stop, you guys. or are annoying me. We can call it fuck you. I don't have time to argue with this about the fucking name of the bar. And Katie goes, because you love the name. It's none of people's business, Sandoval says. Ariana says, a name will present itself. And Tom says, or Schwartz will love it and I will hate it. Or I will hate it and Schwartz will love it. Whatever. And Katie says, or I'll hate it. And then he goes, I'm done. And he pulls Schwartz into the room. And he goes, I will not take this, bro. And Schwartz is like, she's just busting your balls, dude. He goes, I care if you don't like it, Schwartz. But I don't care if she doesn't like it. I don't need her to tell me it's uninspired. No more, dude. No more, dude. And it's kind of a sweet moment because you really do see the love for each other in a way that you don't see sometimes the love between Schwartz and Katie. (laughs) Well, no, it's a different kind of love. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's a more romantic love between Sandoval and Schwartz, and it's a more appreciate, appreciative love between Katie and Schwartz. I don't know. We all love differently, and it, all love is beautiful love. So new scene, DJ James Kennedy is like, ting, 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 speech, and he's like, "Uh, I know I'll focus on happy birthday to this girl. It's been a long year for a lot of us. Um, I guess, uh, things are winding back up and I know Coachella isn't happening, but I thought we could recreate Coachella next weekend. And Sandoval's like, we got the house. Let's make our own Coachella. So obviously they're going to do a Coachella weekend, but remember that is Richella because he proposes to Raquel. If you followed his Instagram post. So obviously we're going to see that next week, unless they make it a two to three week, uh, vacation with plot lines, who knows? and, Charlie then asks Sheena, do you think Lala's happy to be here? And Sheena's like, she might feel out of place. We still haven't talked. And Charlie says, so we're still acting like it's, it's fine. And Sheena tells Brock, we can't keep doing this surface-level mom shit. And then she's like, I'm going to go talk to her. And Brock's like, if she starts clapping, throw her in the pool. <laughs> so
0: shit, this is so stupid.
1: And she kisses him and she goes, yeah. And uh, Lala goes, I have to go put pads in my bra. And then Sheena goes, can we have a conversation about what happened? And Lala's like, really? At your birthday? And she's like, I felt like that day in Pump Springs. I really needed you. And she starts crying immediately. I just felt like my friend. I really needed you that night. And Lala goes, I answered every phone call. I said, I would come see you. You said you wanted to be by yourself. And then when you needed me, I was already on my way to dinner. I wasn't there the way you wanted me to be what you wanted me to be there, but I was there, which I do believe that is a very solid point. And she's like, but I did want you there. And Lala's like, I can't read your mind. What, you know, when you say you don't want me there and I'm not there, I, I, you know, I can't do, I can't read your mind. And Lala says, the grossest part is when I found out I was having a baby girl. You use that moment to come out against me on your podcast. You open this door for people to say that I should miscarry ocean. You open that door. I prayed because you was already struggling. You opened that gross door. And there's like, she's crying now. Now they're both crying. And Sheena goes, I wasn't hurt. I, I, I now understand. You thought you were there for me. I'm sorry that I expected you to be a mind reader. I feel like we're getting a little off track here with Sheena. Like, I'm sorry. I expected you to be a clairvoyant. And Lola says... Okay, we got to get on the same page. I wanted to share this pregnancy. We cannot get back these moments. I wasn't I you know, I want your kid and my kid to be friends. And it's like this really kind of vapid but sweet moment. Actually, they're both crying. But I will say one thing. And I've noticed this with all the Vanderpump kids. There is so much damn pressure on these Vanderpump babies to be in each other's lives Like, what if all the Vanderbump kids hate each other? But the fact that Lala wants to be Sheena and Jax wants, like, his boy to hump Stassi's girl and all the girls. And they're always sexualizing their babies in these weird ways of, like, Oh, my boy's gonna go through all these girls. Like, it's weird. And also, like, I think it'd be funny if all these babies just fucking each other. like, I'm so tired of being around Lala's baby. Or I'm so tired of, like, Sheena's baby's, like, you're a dork like your mom's a dork like they you know i just feel like don't let these kids decide who they let these little babies decide who they want to be baby friends with you know what i'm saying or let the audience vote um so they've made up now that's great and sheena goes i just wish you had been there to give me a hug i'm like okay and they hug lala comes back out she's still kind of crying and raquel tells james I'm going to go talk to Lala. Raquel was doing so good about her voice last season towards the end. Like she had really found a very good voice. And now it's a little bit like that again, you know? And, and, Raquel comes up to Lala and she's like, I hate to see you cry honestly. And a talking head, she goes, time and time again, I've experienced the wrath of Lala Kent, but I would rather lead with compassion and empathy rather than worry if she's going to lash out. Now, Raquel really is an angel from heaven. I really do think she's a very nice angel from heaven. And lala's like i hate that we can't get our pregnancies back i don't know why i'm so emotional we finally made a breakthrough and we have to stop with this pattern we're doing Uh, and then lala goes thank you for checking on me and she goes i didn't know what to expect coming into this night i didn't know where we stood and lala's like um well i really like you raquel and she's like I feel like I don't need your approval but I'm over that now. And I was like, oh shit, Raquel, like it was Raquel literally didn't listen to what Lola said and just already was like, I'm here to say I don't need your approval. And Lola's like, okay, I'm a little confused. I tell you we're good and you say I don't need your approval. Are you and then Lala goes, Are you trying to battle me right now? Or are you trying to be on the same page? And then I was like, Oh shit. Lala, oh, Eight Mile Lala's coming out. We're going to do a rap battle. Yo, if you had one shot, one opportunity to take a bambi eyed bitch and humiliate her, would you capture it or let it go away? <laughs> My arms are steady. Breast milk is flowing. I got baby spit up on a sleeve. Lala's 2%. Mom spaghetti, Lala's 2%. (laughs) Yo, yo, you wanna bet. What's up, bitch? It's me, Raquel. I've got two hits for you. Me hitting you, you hitting the floor. Gonna walk out that door. Gonna smack that bitch up before you get smacked the F up. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and Ricardo, I want to be on the same page with you, but I feel attacked by you. And Lala goes, right? Okay, I thought we were on the same page. We're on the same page, but I get it. You need to be babied more. I need to baby you. And Raquel goes, just a little. And I'm like, Raquel, no. You you let, you admitted to Lala that you need to be baby. Don't. You were doing so good. And Lala goes, fine. I'll baby the fuck out of you. Okay, I got it. I got it. And she goes, next time I want to rip someone's head off, I will redirect that anger to someone else like uh, Charlie. Charlie seems like she's a bitch who can take it. And I thought that was a hysterical moment. And, uh... And then Charlie goes, what, what are you, uh, what are you, what are you talking about? And Lala's like, oh, well, we're just talking about me raging out. And, um, you know, she just raged about, uh, you know, we're talking about raging out and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Ariana goes, well, she just raged about me on a fucking podcast. And I thought we were cool. And Lala goes, um, that's not true. That came out of nowhere. And Ariana goes, it didn't come out of nowhere. Um, and, Lala goes, I'll tell you what the pod is about. I talk shit a lot because I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And Ariana goes, Ariana goes, what am I doing now wearing my emotions on my sleeve? Here you fucking go. And uh, Lala goes, are you going to let me talk? Or are you just going to keep bumping your drunk ass mouth? And Ariana goes, I'll do whatever the fuck I feel like. And then Lala goes, then right now, this is not the situation I want to be in. Get with it, bitch! And Lala gets up to leave, and Ariana and and Lala goes. We have been so surface, Ariana. I have not even heard from you. And Lala goes, "Are you kidding me?" And Lala goes, "No, I'm not fucking kidding you." And then Ariana goes, "No, I'm not fucking kidding you," which is just the fucking scene of the night. No, I'm not fucking kidding. I can't even do it. She did it so well, and her face goes, "Eh," her face made this weird, "Eh," and it was so funny and good and just. Cause it was a little tipsy, but it was like, I would never be able to like throw down like that tipsy. So I was like really proud of Ariana. I was like, good. And, um, and then Lala did her, this is how you want to come for me. And I'm like, girl, it's not game of Thrones. This is how you want to come for me. (laughs) If you send for me, you better come for me. And then Ariana goes, I'm not coming for you. You came for me. You said you care about me. I don't care about you. It wasn't true. But you want to make it true, so goodbye. And Lala's like, oh, my God. I cannot. I cannot. I got to go. And then Ariana goes, bye-bye. And then Lala goes, I have a baby. I'm not doing this. And then Ariana is to Charlie. She's like, she wants to gasmite me the entire time. She never wants to apologize once apologized for being crazy for actually for me actually giving a shit and lala is walking out with katie i think lala's like give her some water dude i so don't care about her and that was the end of the episode and then they're like next time and we have a argument about katie's place in the business with tom and schwartz and then we go to palm springs and then we have this really good scene it looks like with lala and charlie and charlie's like if you want to play this game lala we can play this fucking game there is one person you can't play with and that's fucking me and i was so proud of charlie so that is it you guys that was very long this turned out to be a really long episode i always say i'm gonna do short episodes and this is fucking two hours and 10 minutes i love you guys so much i hope you enjoyed this i hope you found some enjoyment in this um man Man, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope we have a good travel day tomorrow with my parents. And I will talk to you guys uh, probably on Wednesday. Bye. Betches.